1: You were listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Mother, I went into our podcast studio the other day, and I noticed that there was a particular sponsorship gift that was missing. I took, yes, I did take them. Where the hell did the anal lube life go?
2: Uh, I thought you said I could hear that one. What the hell is that? You wanted it? No, but you, you just
1: selected the anal thought, one for yourself? I thought it was
2: a good one. to. I, it's not that I necessarily was going for You took full it ownership full, of it is what full happened. Full anal. But, you know, there's all kinds of anal play that could go on with anal play lube.
1: Okay, well, they also have water-based lube. Way to
2: call me out.
1: Totally called out. Totally. Flavored lube, watermelon, and mint chocolate chip I noticed lube. the
2: watermelon lube was gone too, by the way.
1: No, don't try to pin this on me. Yeah, that where the hell was there? I saw it. The I'm, mint chocolate chip was taken, which I think you also took. That is true. God damn it, mom! <laughs> nailed, nailed. All products are made in California USDA approved organic facility. They're incredible value. This is our favorite lube right now. So go to lubelife.com. Enter promo code Twenty Cool Mom. You'll get twenty percent off. Two zero Cool Mom. Obviously,
2: I highly suggest it.
1: If you lube it, they will come.
2: I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far
1: as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a sex expert, cougar, and the world's oldest living millennial.
2: And my son is a stand-up comic, a mime, and
1: a Buddhist clown. Together we chat about sex twice a week why do we do that son well on mondays we talk directly with our listeners and answer your questions and comments and on thursdays we have a special guest on the show we do it because we love it we love it it's fun hope to make you laugh hope to increase your pleasure
2: and hope to increase your ability to talk to others about issues like sex drugs and
1: rock and roll and, uh, Mom, why does it sound like you, you have a speech impediment these days?
2: Because I'm wearing braces.
1: Are you currently wearing braces right now? Not right now,
2: but I, I have the Invisalign. Wow. We're not getting sponsored by them in case you guys are wondering why we're talking about it. I, I, but I have a difficulty saying S's all of a sudden. I, I'm looking at
1: your mouth, and it, it looks like you're, you're talking with marbles in there. You,
2: I know. I think I, I think I might have fucked up my entire bite. Oh. I was just doing it for the bottom... Two teeth that were crooked, and now I can't even speak. <laughs> this is such a bad situation. Look, right. I can't even say S's. Situation.
1: How about last night? We we're sitting in a hotel room because we we're taking care of the grandparents over here, and uh, we heard a sound from within the, ho- the room when we got back.
2: Yeah, it sounded like a crashing, and both of us immediately decided that because we have high anxiety, which, by the way, is the theme of this. Uh, as of this upcoming podcast episode, but because of our anxious nature, we both immediately thought somebody was in the upstairs area of this uh, hotel room and that they were murderers that were under the bed.
1: Where did you get this story? And why are you lumping me under this fucking anxious <laughs> umbrella over here? <laughs> I make up my own story, sure, but I was not thinking it's a goddamn murderer inside. What did you think it was? I thought it was probably a thief. A thief? Okay. A thief in the night.
2: Well, I, I mean, it was a, I, I went from thief initially, but then if we surprised him, which we heard that crash. Oh, well,
1: and now it's a man.
2: Yes, I thought it was a man.
1: All right. I
2: could have taken a woman on. <laughs> but if it was a man and, and something crashed, he might have been stunned and he would try to murder us. <laughs> so we went to get the hotel was manager. Stunned. <laughs> so we went to get hotel security and they were apparently off duty. So we had the hotel manager who looked about like... He was smaller than me. He was smaller than Cam, and he did not look like he was going to be much of a protector. And then he got some guy that was wearing a beret (laughs) that he also didn't... (laughs) Neither of them gave me a feeling of confidence. No, but the funniest part was, I think when we initially heard the crash, both of us were like going to go upstairs and we're like, what the fuck? What are you doing?
1: Yeah. If there's someone in the room, you don't I don't really, really want to go that. see them.
2: Yeah. So we both ran out the door and then we, st- and we stood by the door and thought, should we go back in? No, we shouldn't. But if we leave him, we won't be able to see if the guy runs out of the room. Yeah. And then we couldn't decide if we should leave, stay, leave the door slightly ajar. (laughs) It was so
1: awkward. It was like a,
2: it was a comedy show. And so finally we decided to go rushing down to the front desk like lunatics. And it turned out it was, we heard the same sound this morning. It it sounded like somebody was just doing some uh, housekeeping.
1: Next door. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum came up to scope out the room. And uh, neither was prepared for an intruder. But luckily there was no intruder. So and we're twi- all safe. And Tweedledee
2: and Tweedledum and whatever we would be known as.
1: The dipshits that's <laughs> like Tweedledee and the Tweedledum. dipshits
2: in 2201.
1: <laughs> this is good. Now we're going to have an intruder.
2: <laughs> those those dipshits, none of us were all that um, threatening.
1: We have an incredible episode for you guys today. We got one of my mother's favorite YouTubers to come on the show.
2: Her name is Emily Hartridge. She has a YouTube channel called Emily Hart. She also has a very huge following on Instagram. She's from London. She's and she was
1: one of the first to actually advise you when you started your YouTube channel.
2: Exactly. She, I, I reached out to her because she's doing really funny vlogs Called the 10 top 10 reasons why. And they were always about funny subjects like sex, drugs, relationships, love. She gender. makes these
1: funny listicles. Listicle, so, listicle now, that's exactly and what it is. And she's super open, which I really appreciated.
2: And she talks very um, honestly and, and, like you said, openly about mental illness and sex. And sex, two of our favorite topics.
1: Yeah. And we get into both those topics on the show. We talk about how, am I going to burp right now? <laughs> oh, my God. I just <laughs> ate these fucking banana pancakes. I won't, I should not do that. Well,
2: first of all, we had a huge omelet. And huge. Huge. And then you decided, I, I haven't had enough, so
1: I'm going to order some uh, banana pancakes. No, you ordered buckwheat pancakes, which no one fucking likes. I liked them. Yeah, they taste like garbage. They didn't taste like garbage. Hot, flaming garbage.
2: Well, and then you ordered banana pancakes. Like a banana
1: pancakes. Oh, pan-
2: is that why you did that? Because of Jack Johnson?
1: Yeah, I couldn't really think of any of the other pancakes I wanted. I wanted chocolate chip, but I thought it would send me into a sugar coma. And needless to say, I'm still in a sugar goddamn coma.
2: I can't say the word sugar anymore. <laughs>
1: Okay, back to Emily Hartridge, Hart, Hartridge <laughs> the reason why we're here. She makes these listicles. They're funny. They're about 10, reason, 10 things wide, whatever. So I'm going to play one that relates to sex. How do you like that? Let's hear we it. We talk about it on the show, so this will give you a little, a little, uh, little scrumptious taste.
0: Exes, we all have them. Sometimes they're not a good thing, but sometimes they might come in handy for certain things. Maybe. 10 reasons why you should sleep with your ex. One, it's easy. You're both going through a dry spell. You're both still single. You both know where each other lives. Simple.
1: Hi. Hi. How are you, how are you doing?
0: Good. Haven't seen you in a while. How are you?
1: Yeah. No, uh, no, good. Um, good. You, you're, you're good? Everything's good?
0: Yeah. It's, oh, it's quite cold outside.
1: Cold. Yeah, it is. Uh,
0: so what, what have you eaten today? Uh, had I think... some sugar in the bedroom? Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Lover. She's hilarious. She does the funniest, cutest vlogs.
1: Yeah. And so in this episode, we talk about sleeping with your ex. We also talk about her
2: freezing her eggs. Which I thought was a really interesting topic that no one really talks about the hormonal effects and emotional effects of all that. Oh, it sounded like it, it, very intense.
1: And we also chat about how her sex life is affected by her mental health and vice versa, how her mental health is affected by sex.
2: And she really is open. And she goes through our rapid fire questions in uh, very graphic detail. So... You need to listen to this, and we have this amazing patron bonus content when she talks about being bisexual.
1: Yeah, we t- you skipped right over that content or that question in our. Yeah, uh, rapid-fire question.
2: Because I had no idea during this entire interview that she was anything but heterosexual because she talks about her new boyfriend and things like that. So I'm like, oh, she's not bisexual, so why would we ask her about that question? We'll move on to the other ones. And then she comes out within the middle of a d- other discussion about how she's bisexual. You, I'm like, okay, let's go back to that. You should
1: never assume, mother. Because you make an ass out of you and me. And I feel like today everyone's bisexual. Like every everyone is at least... You know, everyone's experimenting with different lifestyles. Wait, and are
2: you bisexual? No, but I... <laughs> what the fuck? You just said everyone's bisexual except like everyone for you? Is.
1: Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I have never experimented with a man, but have you ever, I wouldn't put have it you, out for the future. Have you
2: ever sucked a pe- man's penis?
1: I have not. Is that is your qualification of what is bisexual?
2: No. I'm just wondering if you
1: ever sucked a man's penis. Just, just a casual question dropped by my I, mother. I thought I dro- dropped Son, a have penis you sucked bomb. another pe- man's penis?
2: <laughs> I would like to know. No, I haven't okay anyway so back to what we were saying oh and one other thing not to change the subject again but i do want to say that a couple um morning after shows ago i was referencing a a what i thought to be a comedy that, that turned into like a very serious heavy duty movie and people were guessing what that was in our morning after responses and i just want to tell you i figured out what the name of the movie was what love and other drugs
1: Oh, wonderful. Okay,
2: so I just thought I'd clear the air in case you guys were still thinking about it two or three weeks later. Perfect. The answer was love and other drugs.
1: I don't even remember you initially talking about this, so okay. that's great. Okay,
2: well, it's so you wanna, when you watch a movie and you think it's going to be one genre and it turns into a completely another.
1: This is also becoming the longest intro that we've ever done.
2: <laughs> okay, so...
1: The Patreon bonus episode is at patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. Again, as always, it's probably the best part of the whole interview because we do it right at the end it's the juicy stuff because we're all opened up at that point
2: warmed up baby and and you
1: get your own private patreon exclusive podcast stream that you can download right to your phone wherever you listen to podcasts it's tremendous just join us for three bucks a month and uh well we prefer more what are you asking for three bucks for all right give us twenty dollars a month yeah
2: if you if you give more obviously we you get more uh, in terms of all kinds of perks, like handwritten letters and things like that.
1: Shout-outs on the show. Shout-outs on the show. All right.
2: Special videos.
1: Okay. All right. The other thing, if you, if you don't have the $3 to, to, to share with us... Hold on. I, I you would have like to, to r-
2: spell out patreon.com slash talk with my mom. We it's, already did that. It's so much easier to find these days because we're no longer adult content labeled.
1: Okay. But we still are adult content. Anyway, I want to read an iTunes review because it's very helpful please do when you guys leave us itunes reviews they make our day this one is <laughs> this one the subject line is this duo though five stars by Niss. this duo is the funniest thing to happen to podcasting since my dad wrote a porno oh that's a compliment huge compliment huge All, despite us coming out before my dad wrote a porno really? however i they are massive and hilarious and i appreciate that we're even getting compared to them i do too all right. On that note, I think we really thank you, need Relness. To... Yeah, thank you, Relness. Is uh, this
2: short for penis?
1: I, I don't think so. I actually think that.
2: Were you thinking that as well?
1: No. Uh, that note. Let us give you Emily Hartridge. Do you want to sing about?
2: It? Oh, and let me tell you about <laughs> the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and the really funny Emily's. Uh, oh. Oh,
1: not bad. It wasn't bad. You didn't even realize that it wasn't shitty. You thought it was shitty.
2: I, I just fully expect me to sing yeah, out And is that a word, shittily? Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Enjoy. Enjoy. Emily, welcome to the show.
0: Thank Woo-hoo. you very much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm so excited for this interview. I've known Emily since I think 2012, maybe.
0: Yeah, I know. I yeah. remember speaking to you. Yeah,
2: and uh-huh. it, it it seems like that was just yesterday when we had that conversation, but she I looked up your statistics. You have like 343,000 subs on YouTube, 135 million views. It's incredible. You've created such a huge audience.
0: I, d- I mean, I have. I mean, it's a shame no one really cares about YouTube anymore. <laughs>
2: oh. But you know, I had a great at? I
0: had a great time. um i mean it's all about instagram now it it is isn't it and people told me that for years and i was like nah i'm gonna stick with youtube and i'm like oh shit
1: so have you diverted course
0: i have i mean not completely but youtube changed all the rules i don't get paid anything anymore so the love has slightly gone slash vanished from youtube but i still make weekly videos because it's kind of my thing
1: yeah, and what what is your weekly videos typically about?
0: My main show is 10 reasons why, so it's a a list show about every, you know, everything and anything in life, so dating, um, family, work, whatever it whatever it is, and I give 10 reasons why for a certain subject.
2: They are they're really funny.
0: Oh, well, yeah, thank you. That they are meant to be funny, so I hope people do find them funny.
1: I was just laughing at one that was 10 reasons why you should sleep with your ex.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, that was, how long ago did I make that? I can't remember. Uh, It was a lot. You had a huge, I mean, I've done so, I've done like 500 of them.
1: How how did you get into this?
0: Well, I had a break, I had a nervous breakdown. And then (laughs) I... Of course. It's a bit of a long, I won't say the whole story, but I ended up seeing this boy on a bus one day when I was really depressed and he looked really happy the whole way. And I wasn't happy and I was really jealous. So I got home and I wrote down 10 reasons why I wish I was 12 years old again and then i randomly i don't know why i decided to film it and then uh, a friend of mine on tv was like you should carry on with this because youtube's going to be massive and you know lists work really well so i carried on making more and then i guess more and more people started to watch them
2: and how old were you then
0: i was 20 how old am i now 34 about 28.
1: I think. And have you done any videos related to, I mean, at least 10 reasons why you should have sex with your ex is, is definitely a, a video related to sex, but is that a topic you tend to cover a lot?
0: Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I, I, I just try and talk about things that like, other people don't feel as brave to. And I just, I, I, you know, I sex for me is like not, I will talk about anything to anyone, like it's not a big deal to me. Um, Mm -hmm. like I was talking to someone today about masturbating and honestly, you should have seen her face. And I was like, do you know every single, basically every single person over the age of whatever age masturbates, (laughs) like it's just not a big deal and you make it a big deal by not talking about it.
1: Totally. Yeah. You're in London,
0: correct? I am in London. Yes. It's dinner time here actually guys.
2: So I'm going to (laughs) go. (laughs) <laughs> go feel free munch away no from, i'm joking i'm, I'm not gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> well we had someone on the podcast once who was eating quite a lot of strawberries and took a lot of editing of, for Cam. wow yeah munching. <laughs> I, th- I think
0: i won't eat don't worry i'll be fine our
1: listeners definitely will be remembering that oddly
2: I'll, I'll just drink some wine we're all good oh,
1: perfect oh, yeah,
0: that
2: sounds good <laughs> it, it's five o'clock somewhere right i
0: mean it's half seven here so that is a perfect time
1: perfect so I'm I'm curious how mental health uh affects your sex life in your experience.
0: Um, that's the question I've never been asked before. How does it affect my sex life? I guess I guess it's hard not to like be like glass half empty, but sometimes it's hard when I feel very anxious to be in the mood. I agree. Um, you know, when you're going to bed with a bit of a racing heart, it's not you know, obviously, you know, if you end up orgasming then that's a good release Mm -hmm. but um often to get in the mood is difficult like i I, anxiety was my thing it wasn't depression Mm -hmm. i can imagine with depression it's even harder yeah um because obviously with depression it has they're kind of similar but also they have very they've had very opposite things i think like depression you're more you don't want to get out of bed you know you've got no energy
2: But with anxiety you're like a fucking manic rabbit (laughs)
1: Uh, That is my experience with it as well. Yeah.
2: I don't know if you know enough about Cam, but he's got a little bit of anxiety. Got you. you. (laughs) I mean, I hear you.
1: Yeah. I I mean, what we often hear from people is that actually we we heard this from the the pleasure mechanics uh, who are the sex educators and uh, somatic body workers, and they were like, if you're experiencing stress or anxiety, that Mm. is like the best way to break down a boner or a a lady boner, yeah, and uh, they recommended foot massages to help people get in the mood and to relax and oh, to de stress.
2: Wow. Okay, yeah, not that's not a bad idea. I, mean, I, I was thinking my massage in general. To start would touching help. my feet and maybe just walk <laughs> his way up. <laughs>
1: totally. I, I also f- talked to a lot of people who found that their their stress leads them to a, more of an addictive response, and a lot of people use can use sex in that way as an escape, which is a different different way of as like with
0: a it. distraction exactly yeah i mean yeah i've definitely um i definitely do do that sometimes because you know when you're in the moment and it is distracting mm-hmm. and it feels good um well, yeah you know if it goes right <laughs> if it goes well <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so let's go back. so you started this youtube channel it was doing well and then of course the whole don't monetize anything that has sex in the title could oh i mean that help. that
0: literally killed me overnight yeah
2: so were you doing very well financially from youtube at at one at any time I
0: was earning enough to pay my rent in London mm-hmm. and to have spending money on top of that. But it wasn't actually just it wasn't just the the sex. They obviously demonetized them. But also, if I did a fitness video, and I was in a sports bra, then they thought that was a bra that got demonetized. I talked about mental health that was demonetized. I talked about bisexuality that was demonetized. Like, basically, every single video I'd ever made bar like 10 were demonetized. So overnight, I went from earning a fair you know not like loads but a good amount to enough to pay for like two train tickets oh no (laughs) No, like it it was it was met it was and it was overnight and it was mental and it just completely screwed me so what'd you do Um, or what are you doing (laughs) well i got a part-time job um i had to set up a patreon where my followers can give me money which feels Mm. like i'm just whoring myself out but i don't really know what else to do Mm -hmm. Um, and just, I guess just work on Instagram and try and get brand jobs from that and you know, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's difficult. This is, this is the artist's life these days.
2: Oh, I mean completely. Yeah. It's all about brands. But you, you are a very brave girl. I mean, I was just like so impressed with, not only in terms of, you know, being open about sex and things like that, but about. Uh, the subject of mental illnesses, which is why I wanted to, you know, have you on our show. Yeah. So tell us, how did you become so open? I mean, I've always been very open.
0: I I just don't really care what people think. (laughs) And I mean, that's not to say comments don't get me down, because they do sometimes, and they have done recently, but as in, I guess people I meet in life, I don't, I just think you either accept me for who I am, or we're just not going to get on. And... Yeah, I just I just think you're either someone that is quite open and you're you know, you know, or you're someone that isn't open and that's fine. You can have all the different people, but you do need the people that are open in this world or I do honestly think there'd be so many more suicides. And I just think especially with mental health like the only reason I got a bit better was because I spoke to people that had been where I was. And without them I don't even know where I'd be because you can't have hope without other people's experiences
1: yeah i mean i what i just was watching a video that you put out recently said it's called i have a boyfriend q a
0: oh my god no but honestly are you talking about the comments
1: i haven't seen the comments yet i was just watching the video oh no what are people saying
0: it's it i knew the moment i see i was like i'm like a poster girl for singletons (laughs) right like i was single for like nine years and i i loved it like I was always that person. And as soon as I got a boyfriend, I mean, the comments have just been horrific. And all the comments are from men, by the way. I'm not male, man bashing, because I also have male fans that say nice things. I'm not saying that, but every single negative comment has been from a guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, we're reading
2: him now.
1: Your boyfriend probably has a boyfriend of his own. All,
0: I mean, con- constant comments that he's gay. Constant. He's almost
1: definitely gay. Yeah, he's not. Dude is 100% gay. These are so He's he, He's
0: not my type. Like, what are you doing? Blah, 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 think blah, think blah. These
1: guys are just a little upset that you have a boyfriend in the first place. Uh,
0: no, I duh. know. And you can, in it's so easy to be like, ignore them. But the problem is, as soon as you've read something, if you have anxiety, something goes into your brain. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if, if you've read something like that, and it's it can sometimes it can get really hard to ignore it. So mm-hmm. I just need to stop reading Instagram comments. Are fine, like they're they're not like YouTube comments are literally the worst.
2: You, so you are, know what I find? What I do? I just slam them on their grammar. Yeah, and I just, know,
0: I know. But then you, but then at that time I've already read their comment, and that's what I want to avoid.
1: So you find that it's affecting you more than it's affecting your boyfriend?
0: Well. He obviously I've only just kind of introduced him on social media and he's actually had a bit of a shit day today because of the comments like they don't normally get to him. But I think he's just had one of those days. I don't know, Mm. but obviously what can I do? I mean, that is, you know, that is what it is. That's kind of what you have to deal with.
1: (laughs) How long have you guys been seeing each other
0: like five months? It's not, you know, it's not a long time.
1: And so if it were true that he actually, I mean, is if, your concern he that, actually was
0: gay? Yeah. Is there concern <laughs> no, that he actually is gay? No. Is that what, Do you know why they think he's gay? Because he has earrings in his ears. And uh, for, and for uh, that video, he had like a cross earring and it was dangly. And, you know, I mean, I'm not quite sure how that makes him gay, but that, no, I mean, he's, he's, he's so not gay. It's laughable.
1: So what are you worried about sticking on your mind then?
0: I guess the stuff about him not being my type and that you're doomed, like this isn't gonna
2: work and all this kind of shit. Mm. Like. Oh, Emily, this is just, just anybody who writes anything I know. on YouTube is an insecure troll. I know. I love it, I get into it with them. I literally, I take it on as a challenge, <laughs> a personal challenge to tell, put people in their place. I usually say, and a very you sound like a very insecure person. If you are a secure person, you would not be writing this on my wall, you insecure troll who can't even speak proper english
0: oh, i know and sometimes i'm really good at that but they caught me very jet lagged i'm really tired mm. so i i just i don't i don't even know why i read them i just shouldn't have read them
1: yeah and, then I, and then I felt
0: bad that he felt bad about it
2: uh, so it was just like you know i was like oh fuck's sake i it, i just take them on Actually, the best thing to do is ignore them. But if you can't ignore them, I take them on.
1: I think this raises an interesting question about like other people's perception of your significant other. I think for a while, I was so concerned that it was a reflection on me uh that I would just avoid the whole situation in general. Yeah. uh And I think it's taken me a long time to kind of distance myself and from the other person and be like, oh, this is this person's not a reflection of me. Uh, I I guess in a way, my choosing to be in the relationship reflects something. But the Mm. person's behaviors and decisions are their own. Um,
2: That's a very mature thing to say, Cam.
1: Thank you, mother. (laughs) I I mean, honestly, I've thought of this a lot with regard to you and dad in that, you know, I I would want to bring someone that you uh, dislike in the house. But at the same time, that might very well happen. You might fucking hate the girl I'm with
0: yeah or, or, and or, it's that but because because of anxiety i'm naturally a i'm such a people pleaser yeah don't get me wrong these are things i'm ongoingly working on with my therapist and stuff <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> don't get me wrong these are things that i'm yeah, still too afraid yeah. to even be in a relationship for yeah i mean, I mean
0: it's it, it, it everything about being in a relationship with anxiety i find quite difficult to be honest like yeah. there's a lot of You know my own shit that i'm still dealing with and then you throw someone else into the mix and it's and it's a lot and you know i'd been single for nine years and you know it's and i'm a perfectionist and i'm a people pleaser and you know it's it's hard sometimes but i guess it's working you know you just you work at it because you want it to work
1: why why do you think you were able to get into this relationship after nine years
0: Uh, people always ask me what my type was and i i never had an answer because i really I mean, inherently, I guess my type was very like model hot, <laughs> like unavailable. Didn't give a shit. Um, I just like someone that was aesthetically so pleasing to my eye mm. that, I mean, it was just, always a recipe for disaster really. And I'm just so <laughs> fussy. And I think the, the older I got, it felt more important. Because, you know, you, I, you know, I'm being 34, like, can I be asked to have three more breakups? Not really.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have so much going on in your life as well, which I found interesting. Like, for one thing, you're freezing your eggs. I mean, I'd have to, yeah, I've got one more cycle left. I have frozen my eggs twice. Yeah. Mental. Uh, Tell us about that, why you decided to do it and what's that been like for you?
0: Well, my mum last year messaged me and said, I just watched a documentary about this. And, you know, if you want to freeze your eggs, I'll pay for it. And I was like, oh, interesting. And actually, it was amazing she said that because it's really expensive. And so I I kind of like didn't really think much more about it. And then this year I thought, oh, well, I'll just see what my fertility is like because I've always had good periods and... You know, surely periods. Mu- as in like, you know, on time, like <laughs> normal, nothing really wrong. I've had some scans, everything's normal down there. And then I went to get some, some fertility, some basic fertility tests, and they were really, really bad. Like oh, wow. Way, what
1: makes a fertility test bad?
0: Like low AMH levels and mm. not many follicles, basically. And I had, my, my AMH level should have been between like 10 and 50, and I, mine was two. Oh wow! Um, it was like, yeah, it was really difficult. And then I was like, "Hey, mum, remember what you said to me last year?"
1: <laughs> so
0: obviously, because of my low fertility, they advised me to freeze, to do three cycles. So then, this is going into a lot of detail, but rather than having like the next ten periods where I lose my eggs, I should try and freeze them, basically. And that's how I, that's how I rationalised it in my brain.
1: How did, What does that procedure look like?
0: Um, a lot of injecting yourself, a lot of scans, a lot of hormones. It's very emotional. It's very up and down. Sometimes wow. my friend did it at the same time, actually, and her, her cycle didn't work. She burst a follicle. Oh, um, wow. And it, yeah, it's it was very, it was really hard. But I so we I mean,
1: do, do they, is it a surgery?
0: So they do a procedure where you're sedated. And then God knows what they did when I was asleep. I don't, I'm not sure my legs were open in like little straps
2: and they just, I'm not. No joke, I heard about someone who, it was a doctor who impregnated all these women (gasps) when they were under cetacean. I don't want you having anxiety about this. Sorry, I mentioned it. No, I
0: mean, if I'm honest, what a bonus.
2: (laughs) No? Actually, that is true. You're
0: freezing your eggs, You've got low fertility. Oh, oh, you're pregnant. It's two for one. Oh, winner. You wake up. <laughs> how many eggs did I freeze? Well, we didn't freeze any eggs, but you are pregnant. So there's that. Amazing.
1: That's great. Yeah. So were you concerned at all doing this?
0: Um, I To be honest, I'm very, I'm quite irrational and I'm very impulsive. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll just freeze my eggs. This will be fine. <laughs> and then doing it, I mean, the hormones are insane, to be honest, like, I was on the maximum amount of hormones you could be on, um, and yeah. But you know, I'm re- I'm I'm so pleased that I've done it. And oh, it's such
2: a good move. Then there's no pressure. For yeah. You. Now
0: I I've mean, got eight right. eggs, and then I'm going to do oh. one more cycle. They basically wanted nine or ten from three cycles, and the last cycle I got five. So Perfect. it was really good. So yeah, I'm I am I am really I'm really pleased I did it.
2: You know, I had to take fertility drugs um, because I had low follicles as well. So I had to do it with each kid, and I had three miscarriages as well. So I understand the the joys of of going through infertility problems. And, you know, it's all relative to all the other things that go on in your life because, like, you know, I thought the worst thing in the world was a miscarriage, and then my husband got murdered. So, you know, it's all relative to, like, Yeah. yeah. But, you know, people get, you get stronger from everything you go through. And I'm so impressed that you go on Instagram right after you had your, during the procedures, and you just talk about it and tell the world about it. It's, it's incredibly um, courageous. Hey, Cam, so I got this email from someone named Cheryl. She said, hi, what would you suggest for someone who has had a hysterectomy and now feels pain during sex? Oh. So I immediately thought about lube life.
1: Oh, hashtag lube life? Yes. Oh, the best lube on the goddamn market? Is that what you thought
2: of? Yeah, because when someone has a hysterectomy, they don't have the normal hormones that make them wet during sex. So having lube, something like the uh, organic lube, especially for someone who's had a hysterectomy, is perfect.
1: Well, guess what? Hashtag lube life is made in a certified organic facility in California with the top quality ingredients. They come at a very phenomenal value, which is very important to me. And uh, <laughs> Me too All sorts of flavors and versions Meaning that they have Watermelon Mint chocolate chip They have water-based Silicon-based Anal-appropriate Silicon-based lube So if you want 20% off Your hashtag Lube Life Go to www.lubelife.com Enter promo code 20coolmom That's 20coolmom And you'll get 20% off That's also in this episode description Can't beat it If you lube it They will come
0: I actually really like Instagram in general. I think as long as you can slightly control the amount you scroll on it and see other people's lives, the amount of friends I've made from Instagram and the amount of things that I've spoken about and had so many messages that you end up like, chatting to people about what you're going through and they're going through the same thing. And it just makes you feel so much less alone if none of your friends in real life are going through them.
1: Yeah, I mean, has you? I've heard a ton recently about how social media causes more anxiety, more depression. Uh, has that been your experience with it?
0: Not. I mean, I, I do understand why that 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 they've said that, but for me, I think as long as I don't. For me, the worst part about me is seeing everyone else's lives and the scrolling. But right. you're in control of what you see on there,
2: hmm. so
0: only follow people that don't make you feel like shit and
1: you know does it does it uh change the type of content that you put out knowing that people are sometimes looking at at your profile or something and being like oh "Oh my god this person's got it together
0: i would absolutely my worst thing is for anyone to look at my profile and feel sad like i Mm. try so hard to not let that be a thing like even if i'm doing something about how i'm away i'll talk about how you know I'm shitting myself 15 times a day or like no relationship is perfect and the truth about my relationship and.
2: Which I found very, I mean, that really affected me. When you wrote about how, you know, you basically empathized with people out there saying, listen, if it looks like I got this perfect relationship, please understand, yeah. we have our fights, we, it yeah. is not perfect. Because I too, I'm always looking at other people going, how's everybody else having such a, great time and i yeah, always i know first thing i get to a, a, a new a new place with my boyfriend we have already had our first fight yeah i mean we so, we <laughs> had
0: we had three rows on holiday you know? <laughs> like it's you know and i just don't i just don't ever want to be responsible for anyone else's like decline in mental health like that's my i just would hate that so much mm. And I, and I yeah. actually, like, really have a problem with people that don't do that. Like, I can't even, I can't even factor them into my life. They're just too irritating to me.
2: You were talking about your mom, and I was thinking, so, has your family, I mean, I know you have several sisters. I have three sisters, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, how, have, have they been supportive of everything you've done, or have they been critical? How How's that played out?
0: Um, my dad hates it. Um... <laughs> Just because he thought, you know, he just, uh, from one point of view, I do understand in the fact that I don't think any dad would love his daughter talking about sex on the internet. My,
2: my dad doesn't like it either. How's no, that?
0: I know. But, and then my, uh, my mom kind of like doesn't really say much anymore because she knows we just get up into a row. I think, and to be honest, my sisters, I think do really like what I do and, you know, probably are a little bit jealous to some extent, but when you're in a family, you know, when you're in a, when you're, you know, when you're four sisters, there's naturally going to be some competition. Like, you know, just- A lot of them are in your videos though. Yeah, oh, Jessica loves, Jessica loves being in my videos. She, (laughs) She loves the attention. And you're all so beautiful. Each
2: one of you are so cute.
1: No, I
0: know, but you know, girls, like, you're naturally competitive with girls, like, underlyingly, I think
1: does does everyone suffer from mental you know? um
0: my uh yes definitely to an, yes <laughs> yeah i mean i think this shit's genetic to be honest with you
2: hmm. oh, totally
0: and yeah, i mean definitely. i've i've always been i've always been like this ever since i was 10
1: i i saw in your video that the the one with the boyfriend that you said one of the things that actually brought you guys together was the fact that he was interested in mental health and
0: yeah so uh, he has his own issues
1: how quickly did he reveal that to you
0: oh very quickly oh someone's calling sorry
1: me. hold on you're just gonna uh, take you're just gonna do... <laughs> my we're at my my grandparents house right now they're not doing too well We're we're hanging out with them and my mom literally just picked up the their phone <laughs> and hung up on whoever just called. Whoever it is can wait. There can be like the, their, i just put. A, I take the whole phone and take it off the hook altogether. That could be his oncologist calling. You have no clue who that was. I'll no, have to wait. Have more important things to do right now. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, we were talking about uh, how quickly you got into the t- subject of mental health with your now boyfriend.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think within the first like 10 minutes, he told me that he got out of rehab for drink and drugs. Like, oh my
1: God. But it,
0: that makes him sound more mental than he is. Like he basically was a broker. Do you guys have brokers in America? Yes. Yeah. So he was a broker and he, he wasn't like, you know, injecting heroin or anything. It's just that he got into a really bad cycle of just doing loads of drugs and uh. loads of drinking with his work. Mm-hmm. and he stopped doing all that and then he got really bad anxiety because obviously he was obviously drinking to cover mm-hmm. things up
1: right right yeah my my oh my god is not in reference to him actually going to rehab or having or or getting involved with drugs or drinking it's more the fact that he relayed that information to you in in minutes upon yeah, meeting you
0: yeah but i mean that and then i was like oh Interesting. I'm mental too.
2: <laughs> you know what? It's something, it, I I think it rings true because to me, somebody who's so open, like my boyfriend opened up about a lot of stuff to me right in the first couple mm. hours of knowing him. And I think that that's to me is what I want. I want someone who's open and vulnerable. Rather than Holding it back and not expressing themselves.
0: Whoever, who, whatever guy that, you know, I'm with, if I, if I feel like I can't say exactly what's happened to me. And without them, if they, you know, if they want to run out the door, then more for you. Like, you know, that's not my issue.
1: It saves everyone time. I
0: just don't like. I don't. I'm not embarrassed about my past, and Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that I'm still here after all that just shows I'm, you know, really strong. So if you can't handle that, then I don't give
2: a fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Manifesto. Yeah.
1: Like the first episode, we wrote down like a manifesto. This is like over 200 episodes ago. And one of them was no fucks, give no fucks. Yeah,
0: like I just don't give a fuck. All my friends, if I couldn't feel like I couldn't tell them anything, I don't need, I don't want them as a friend. Like I'm very cutthroat as I get older. I just, <laughs> I've got no time for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel you. It's, I think especially when you, if you, usually if you can experience things, if you're experiencing anxiety or depression, you end up seeing, uh, a, uh, side to to life that most people either don't want to see or are unable to see or unaware of oh um,
0: absolutely i mean as much as i can i can listen to people say how they're feeling a bit anxious and they're going through whatever i think it's such a different thing to have a breakdown than to feel anxiety in uh, a few situations mm-hmm. like i know i understand it's all relative but there's a mm-hmm. difference between feeling anxious sometimes to actually it becoming a disorder and it overtaking your entire life. Mm-hmm. I think they're two very different things.
1: Yeah. I, make, I completely agree. Yeah. So when when you're meeting him he he tells you this in the first minutes upon uh, that you guys are meeting.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh was there was there a part of you that was ever like, wait a second, he told me this early? He wasn't going to wait at all to, to share this with me?
0: The thing is, he's a bit nuts, like lovably nuts. <laughs> like, really liked me straight away. Like, asked me to be his girlfriend after like two weeks. Um, uh, told me he loved me after like, not that long after.
1: Oh my God. I mean...
2: <laughs> Yeah. Do, why does it sound, I think you're, are you dating my boyfriend? Well. <laughs> <laughs> cause it sounds so familiar. My,
0: I mean, my I was I was obviously like, look mate, <laughs> let's just take this a bit slower.
2: <laughs> I, I specifically requested my boyfriend cause we were long distance. I said, don't tell me you love me unless we're in person. In the next conversation he says, I love you. I mean, it's like. Wh- there's some l- lack of impulse control going on here but it
0: was weird for me to be that dynamic because normally i'm with guys where i don't have a clue how they feel so that dynamic was very different for me to have someone that was like oh i love you i was like what
1: <laughs> <laughs> say what do you i mean sometimes people say that they attract you you attract the people that come into your life do you feel that was the case
0: i mean i think he doesn't drink and i have quite a lot of anxiety and triggers around guys drinking because naturally i've dated a lot of party boys and i hate that i don't drink much i mean i'm drinking red wine right now but just one glass (laughs) like i don't drink much i haven't had a hangover in like three years so i think we just i think i think on that level we attracted each other because we were both had very a lot a lot in common (laughs) and you know we've just been on holiday and to go away with someone that like doesn't want to go out every night it's like music to my ears
1: yeah yeah it is funny i think on vacation i'm actually more prone to anxiety because i'm when i'm in a very beautiful place there's more risk of not being able to like appreciate it and that leads to a whole fucking cycle of like i totally
0: know what you mean i had that in mexico like i had the best time but there were a few days where i felt quite sad and then mm. you're like, oh, but look at this view. Why do I feel yeah. sad? Like, why do I feel low? And I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, it's just who you are. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Mm. It's, it's like, just because I'm on vacation does not mean that no. I'm going to just have a different head no. on my shoulders, you know?
0: That's why all the things about, you know, you, whatever you take your head with you, you mm-hmm. know, like, that's the thing about people running away. Like, you can move countries and stuff, but your head tends to come with you a lot of the time.
1: What what do you think accounts for your anxiety, or what is it? Do you think it's a genetic thing or something else?
0: Um, I believe as in why some people have it.
1: Yeah, and if you have an idea of you in particular,
0: I for me, I think I was slightly genetically disposed to it. A lot of my cousins have it, and my dad had it. But I also do think that a lot of I I, th- I think that a lot of your stuff stems from childhood. Mm-hmm. and that's not to say that i had a bad childhood because obviously you know it was a very loving you know normal i guess childhood parents mm-hmm. are still together all that kind of stuff but i guess being the middle child and never feeling like i was being heard and i had a lot of pressure from an early age when i was doing gymnastics and then athletics and then i was doing modeling so i think I, I do definitely think it's a bit of both I think
1: it's yeah. nature and nurture. Yeah. Did, did you have something you wanted to add?
2: By the way, we were, I was thinking about your boyfriend. He's younger than you, so you're he is a little younger. cougar, I'm a aren't cougar. you? <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> how old is your boyfriend? Oh, he's younger by quite a few years. How many years? How old are you? Sixty. And how old is your boyfriend? He doesn't like to give an actual number out, but put it this put it this way: it's more than ten.
0: All right, a lot more than ten. Uh huh. Oh, like 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 30 years younger? No,
1: no, no. It, I wouldn't say it's a lot more than 10. No. <laughs> but to for to for his for his sake, we'll uh we'll bypass the question. <laughs> <laughs> so ha, have has age played a, a factor in your, like your guys' dynamic?
0: I've I've always gone for younger guys. Naturally, I'm very a I know this sounds terrible, and I'm sorry to anyone listening, but I don't really like salt and pepper hair. (laughs) I don't like gray hair. I'm sorry. I just don't. Um, I'm kind of of the opinion that women feel often, a lot of women feel the pressure to dye their hair. I think men should too.
2: (laughs) So My younger guy has salt and pepper hair. Yeah, but you like that then? I I don't think there's a choice at a certain age. Well, no, there's always a choice. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I have other questions about the, how you yeah. got out of your states of depression because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I think you've neglected to tell us how you became like a, like a super trainer. I, I mean, it's amazing I what mean, you've been doing.
0: I mean, the reality is I still suffer from anxiety a lot. I just have, I just have learned to cope with it better. And I guess it all started from when my, I, so I went to, re, I went, I didn't go to rehab, but I had a psychiatrist and I was on a lot of different drugs, like antipsychotics, a lot of benzodiazepines. So like Valium and all that stuff. And it was a, oh, it was just a clusterfuck of, I was just constantly confused the whole time about what I was taking, what was working. It was insane. It was an insane time. And then I decided to come off Everything, because nothing I was trying was working at the time, and then I was just just kind of like confused for a very long time after that, and then I read this book, which i you know, as an anxiety sufferer, you Google a lot and you go onto forums and you
2: which uh, could be which could be a, which could be a, a curse in itself uh, well, once I mean, you get yeah, it, going down those rabbit yeah holes. A-
0: absolutely, but what I did find was this book that was written by a guy that suffered for ten years. And it's a self published book and it, and I ordered it and it like blew my mind. Like I've read a lot of books about anxiety. We've all read the power of now. Um, as much as I like the concept, cannot put it into fucking practice. Um, so yeah, this book was just so, I loved the way it was written. It was really easy to digest and understand. And then I, and then that book, Well, Do you want to tell us what it's called? Yeah, so it's called last a life by someone called Paul David. Mm-hmm. um his website is anxietynomore.co.uk and he's got a really amazing blog on there where he writes a lot of um, really amazing posts and then there's a really nice community on it that comment and chat with each other um and so that really helped me initially and then my flatmate went to a boxing class and was like you know you should people have for years have been telling me about exercise and I was like wow wow I hate exercise can't be arsed with it it's not going to help me And then she was like, no, honestly, you should try it. So I went to a lunchtime boxing class at this place in London and I was automatically hooked. Like I was like, oh my God, this is my thing. Like I found my thing.
1: You just loved hitting people?
0: I just loved hitting everyone in the face. (laughs) No, I just, I don't know. It's like, you know, when you find a sport you love or you find, I don't know, whatever else you find that you've clicked with. I was just like, this is my thing. Mm -hmm. And then... I started to do more boxing. And then I I found this new avenue of friends who were really into fitness and boxing and who weren't obsessed with drinking. And it was all about health and looking after yourself. And then it opened up this whole new world to me that I had never knew existed before. Um, Mm. So then boxing became a lot of my thing. And then I really got into hot yoga, which was a really good balance for boxing. Mm. And then I thought, oh, well, I love fitness, I'd love to talk to, you know, to help other people with their passions of fitness to make make them feel better. And then I did a personal training qualification. So now I'm a qualified personal trainer and I teach fitness classes um, Um, part-time. So actually a lot of it, a lot of my thing yeah, I mean, I guess the biggest thing that's helped me was fitness, to be honest with you. Because, you know, in like Denmark or somewhere around there or Copenhagen, the doctors don't just give you antidepressants as a first thing. The first thing they will do is tell you to go and exercise.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: and then that's like their first port of call. Whereas, obviously, here or America, I imagine the first port of call is like, well, what drug can I give you to see if that helps?
2: Yeah, you're right. But I, I agree with you 100% as to the the release that you get from... Like after my husband passed away, someone said, why don't we go on this long bike ride? Yeah. And I really got into biking with the right headphones blaring and I was just like sobbing as I was riding. No, completely. I've cried loads in yoga and boxing. Yeah. I yeah,
1: think, it, I think it, the body, the body carries a ton of emotion and the, and the more you can move around and get in touch with it, the more you can kind of release that.
0: Oh, it just, the endorphins are so, I mean, I mean even if it makes you feel like 1% better, when you're yeah. feeling so bad, that 1% is everything
1: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we're coming towards the end of our interview and I want, we usually end with a little rapid fire set of questions that relate to sex. Are you down? I'm ready. She's ready. I'm drunk.
0: Right. I'm drunk. So I'm really ready.
1: Perfect. <laughs> All right, let's do this. So how did you learn about sex growing up?
0: My best friend, Sarah, she taught me to give a blowjob with a hairbrush. <laughs> I
2: did it with
1: toothbrushes.
0: (laughs) What, you're really underselling a penis there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, In three words, how would you describe the first time you had sex?
0: Oh, (laughs) hairy, (laughs) I'll get to that in a bit. Oh. Hairy, um, confusing, exciting. Oh. I didn't realize you had to shave your vagina, basically. Oh, you were the hairy one. (laughs) I was the hairy one.
1: <laughs> and how did you? Re- I didn't know did that-, that
0: was a thing. I didn't know you were meant to do that. I thought it was just the hair was just there.
1: I guess it's not. You know, it's not necessary. I mean, I think it's coming. It's back in style in LA at least to yeah. to not shave.
0: Yeah, but oh, we. I mean, yeah, well, he didn't take. Well, he, not that he didn't take it that well, but he was certainly pointed out.
1: What did he say? Well, he was
0: just like you might want to think about <laughs> getting getting rid of
2: some of that.
1: Anyway, no, sorry, I've what?
0: interrupted your fire round. I'm, I'm ready. Do you want to take the
1: next one?
2: Yeah. Tell us about the most memorable sex experience or whatever first flashed.
0: Um, having sex with an ex in a country park up against a tree.
1: This is why you have a video about 10 reasons to have sex with an ex.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've had sex with a few exes.
1: You don't, that doesn't cause you more anxiety?
0: <laughs> no, because I'm I'm actually quite good friends with a lot of my exes.
1: I'm friends with a lot of my exes, and if I had sex with them, I would. it would set me off being like, oh my God, are we getting back into this thing? What does this mean for Yeah, but awesome? if
0: you're not in love, if you don't love them anymore, it's just sex, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I guess that's the tricky part.
2: Especially if you're saying the guys you're in love with were very good looking. Well, that one wasn't actually the country park one. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you know, that You bring up something interesting, which is that you, uh, about if you don't love them, it's just sex. Does that create anxiety for you at all or no?
0: I've had one ex-boyfriend where I literally did not want to be with him after we'd broken up, but we still had really good chemistry. And that, that's rare for me. I haven't... Um, it's rare for me to meet someone like that because normally I can only sleep with people that actually I have feelings for.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: that was perfect balance for me.
2: A little uh, friends with benefit thing going yeah, on. Yeah, which I didn't think I was capable of, but actually I am if someone's a bit of a prick, but hot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know the feeling. Anyway, here's the next one. What is the number one thing that turns you on? What is the visual or sound that arouses you most? Butt plug.
1: Oh, I think you're the first person on our show to actually. No, that's not true. Yeah. We've had many people but uh, talk about butt plugs. But I do, but I, I, way... I do enjoy a bit of that. Oh, butt
0: play. Butt play. What?
1: what is your greatest asset in the bedroom blowjobs oh i've got big
0: lips
2: <laughs> <laughs> how do you choose who to have sex with oh oh um how do i
0: choose well i just i mean i just want to really fancy them
2: i want to fancy them That's such a british term
0: well i mean if you're sleeping with someone it doesn't really matter what their personality
2: is like does it uh it kind of does if you're really with an asshole, it's. if hard you're just to, gonna like, have sex with yeah. them who cares I don't know. Sometimes it's just if they're… Usually if they're an asshole, they're really self-centered. And I don't want to be with around. on To that. be fair, I
0: have slept with the hottest model you've probably ever laid your eyes on and I'm pretty sure… Uh, no, he was really selfish.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: No, there is that. There is that. But, you know, you can still fancy people that aren't like that
1: but also i think if you if emotions are involved which happens more easily when the person's not treating you like shit i think that's a completely different experience of intimacy than when
0: absolutely you know. and it, yeah absolutely then it's yeah it's definitely very different but um yeah no that's why i can't i don't want to go out with models cuz they're really fucking selfish in bed
1: <laughs> okay next one is how many people have you slept with
0: probably
2: like uh, like 15 what? What do you mean? I'm I'm <laughs> I know. One five, not five zero. No.
0: <laughs> no, I know. This is what people think about me, but I'm actually very good at talking the talk on YouTube, but I don't want the walk. Ah. Well, I've had quite a few boyfriends apart from the last nine years. And also I don't I'm not very horny when I don't have a boyfriend. I'm not that bothered by
1: it. <laughs> Oh, for other people, you're saying? No,
0: I'm not that. I don't think about sex all the time if it's not an option yeah. for me. You don't have a good Lilo vibrator? No, no. Don't get me wrong. I'm all over the Lilo vibrators, <laughs> but that is that's a bit of a different thing. I'm talking about sex. Like for me, just masturbating is. Oh, I would definitely do that a lot.
1: How does that affect your mental state?
0: I feel, I feel a bit like crying after. Oh So wow. we call it a crank over here. So it's a crying a wank. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, no, but is that is that another thing about masturbating? Like, you're all up for it, and then at the end, you feel a bit disgusting. Uh, it's a oh, bit like eating. Eat, it's a bit like it's relate. a bit like eating a Domino's pizza. Like, oh, you really want wild. it, and then you feel really upset.
1: You know, some people have such different experiences with this. I, I mean, some people feel like. They, like, after sex, they're just the most relaxed and at ease. Uh, I'm sorry, after masturbation. And other people have a lot of uh, negative associations with it afterwards.
0: Yeah, I just felt a bit sad for myself.
1: Ah, that you should, you should be with someone.
2: <laughs> the, uh, the, the It's come to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Hey, I say that's a waste of emotion. Let no, let
0: I know. And it's not something I think about heavily. It didn't like, actually make me cry. But you're all into it and then it's over and you're like, oh, I'm just going to go to bed now.
1: Is this when, do you typically use porn or no?
0: I do actually. I don't have to, but sometimes, sometimes I do feel like it. Yeah, it goes quicker. So quick, so quick, like 10 (laughs) seconds.
1: And so so does that, is that related? You could have
2: been my daughter. I mean, I probably am. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Does that relate to the shame of it or the feelings afterwards?
0: Probably because porn is disgusting, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think that's for me. That's it, usually if I'm feeling shameful afterwards, it, it is like yeah, because the ones that, the I that I watch are really
0: like I really like this one called Fake Taxi on Pornhub. Have you seen it?
2: I love Fake Casting Couch. It's oh, yes,
0: yeah, so it's probably similar, but they're always the guys are always disgusting.
2: I I know, and why is that such a turn on? I don't get it. I don't know, but why is it always the guy that's disgusting and the girls wearing hot?
1: I guess they're looking for something else for for the guy.
2: What I Uh, a.k.a.
1: big big dick. Well, I know, but is there not someone hot with a big
0: dick?
2: Yeah, you're (laughs) absolutely right. Because when I watch a casting couch, they blur out the guy's face altogether. You just all you see is their body with a dick. Hey, speaking of that, do you get a lot of dick pics? Do you know what? I don't.
0: I've had. I've had like honestly, I've had like three. It's really weird. I don't know why.
1: Uh, what is the what is your uh, listener or your audience demographics?
0: Um, on YouTube, it's obviously like eighty percent men.
2: Ah. On Instagram, ninety
0: five. Huh? I got you beat at really? ninety five. Yeah, no, yeah. I've got a few women, and then on Instagram, it's fifty five percent men and forty five percent women.
1: Oh yeah. That's interesting. Which is a that, much better I, dynamic for me. You'd think on Instagram that where you you can you you could get instant gratification, and you can put up beautiful pictures I of guess yourself and get talk, more. Men. I talk
0: about a lot of female stuff.
1: Ah,
2: And mental health, I guess. Yeah, like freezing your eggs yeah. is probably not one of the th- things guys really are searching for.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, no guys ever like those kind of pictures or videos, <laughs>
2: let's be honest. Yeah, but you you really don't, you're, you're not doing a lot of thirst trapping. You do some of it, but I'm saying a, a lot of it is just like, you don't care what you look like. You just throw it yourself up there.
0: No, I mean, I care and I get, so I get photos taken and stuff for Instagram sometimes, but.
2: No, I'm talking about when uh, you're doing your stories. Oh, my stories, I don't care. <laughs> oh no, no.
1: Is, so back to the rapid fire questions. We're almost there. Oh sorry, yeah. Is there anything you haven't tried? Threesome? Ah. What is your your preference when it comes to anal?
0: As
2: in do I like it? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> um, we already talked about the porn. What when was the last time you had sex? Um when was the last time I had
0: sex? Uh about 4 day mm, yeah, 4 days ago in Mexico.
1: How when when, when, you when all walk- the diarrhea stopped it's <laughs> <laughs> good that you let Thank that you. clear up <laughs> uh, what is the biggest red flag for you it, I guess when meeting someone
0: oh that's a good question uh, biggest red flag for me it would be if they love they just love drinking ah. for me personally mm-hmm. yeah if they're a party boy
2: tell us about a time when you felt intimate with someone but didn't necessarily have sex Oh.
0: Oh, no, I did have sex that time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know about that question.
1: It always leads to it.
0: Intima- when did I not... La- oh. Are you talking about with, like, a boyfriend?
1: I guess anyone.
0: I don't know. Does anyone know how to answer that question?
1: I've had, I've had an experience... Well, I, I, yeah, I've definitely been intimate with, with people who I have not had sex with because most of the times that I'm into it with someone I'm not having sex with them. I, I do a lot of making out... <laughs> Uh, I I think I remember one in particular that wasn't even related to just like holding hands with someone in a very intimate way. This is when I was much 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 younger.
2: I feel like most of the time it leads to sex. I've been very intimate with a guy who was gay, and uh, I, it didn't lead to sex.
1: Emotionally intimate.
2: Emotionally intimate. Well, I did. I did. Um, I I'm I'm bisexual,
0: and I had. Um, thing with a girl not that long ago but that wasn't i mean the thing is it's difficult with with lesbians because there's a big thing about what is actually sex do
1: you know what i mean they get offended oh i would love to discuss this further uh in our patreon bonus episode would you hang around for another 10 minutes after this interview to do that
0: uh sure but then i do need to eat
1: (laughs) yes absolutely okay our final question for you have you ever walked in on a parent having sex or vice versa
2: i know absolutely not no no no
1: well
2: Thank you, Emily. This has been a
1: fantastic interview. Oh, good. If people I'm glad. Wa- if people wanted to find your work, how did they find it?
0: At Emily Hartridge on Instagram. And then Emily Hart 10 Reasons Why on YouTube.
1: I love it. And Very that will be in the episode description of this episode. Thank you so much, Emily. No
2: worries. fucking rock. Aw, thanks. That was fun.